guys, welcome to the. I'm the black Muslim girl. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the CVMG podcast. Hey, guys. <laughs> Assalamu alaikum, everybody. I, you know what I've realized, yeah? Aisha's actually the only one that starts the podcast saying salam. Me and Amina, <laughs> liberal Muslims out here. <laughs> liberal Muslims. Liberal uh, Muslim, feminist bints. We say hello. Astaghfirullah. Start with an assalamu alaikum, you know. Let's no, just describe it. Right so then I can say well, like, I don't know why it's become a habit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's start. Yeah, like assalamu alaikum. Go away with hello. Like, you know, my dad hit the word hello. He says, Why are you telling me that hell is low? I know hell is low. Wow. Say salam to me. Yeah, he always says, it. Why, why are you saying hello? I'd be like, he called me and I'd be like, hello? What do you mean hello? I know hell you know, is low. <laughs> Give me salam. don't like. You know when, they, when you call and you say guys? Hey, oh guys. my God. Oh, God. My mum hates guys? that. <laughs> my mum, if there's one thing you can do to irritate my mum is call her guys. My mum yeah. hates it. She absolutely hates it. I always have to explain to her. It's not that deep. It's just like plural. There's many of you. Like, do you guys want something to eat? She'll look at you like, who is guys? Am who's I your guys? guys? Yeah. <laughs> who is guys? Your bro. Your bro's in Yeah, who is your bro? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and when you, it's like the more you explain guys. it, the worse it gets. Like, who's guys? No, just guys. She hates it. Like, she absolutely hates it. If someone calls her guys, she'll come home to tell me, can you imagine that, that girl... She even said, you guys. I, I even look at her up and down. Who is she calling guys? Like, Rest, man. <laughs> Rest, baby girl. But how's everyone doing? Good, good, good. You know what? I'm so excited. I'm so excited Why? for um Eid. Same. Same. I think I am. I'm sorry, just, I've, I've learned that I kind of say same a lot, even though I don't mean it. Sorry, sorry, sorry someone's breathing into their mic. <laughs> someone's breathing the into their up. mic. <laughs> I know. That's I, I want the sound to be good, so like I have to like lips my little mic. <laughs> Tell them again, but, um, baby. Tell them again. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to Eid. Like I had a good Eid. Um, previously but i just feel like things are looking up a bit now so like i'm just excited and the weather's meant to be good inshallah so yeah i got my dress ready have you guys got your eat outfits ready i've got my eat outfit ready it's pretty it's beautiful what are you trying to say amina <laughs> what did she what did she say i'm thinking about i'm thinking about the environment you know what i mean and obviously like I you said we're sustainable late, so, like, babe yeah my dress I is sustainable too my dress is a i didn't buy my dress it was oh. given to me. Yeah. So, you know, check I mean, yourself before I you start to rubbish. I mean, I didn't say anything about buying. You guys bought it up first. So, I'm just saying. Like, I said, I, mean, I, have, exactly I said, got. have you guys got your outfits? Not, have you bought your outfits? I said, have you got an okay. outfit? Misinterpretation and all that. Okay. <laughs> 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 
yeah well i mean it is it is uh, good now you know it, it, it's good enough to wear new clothes on on eve exactly so, yeah i've got the washing machine what am i paying bills for so, so yeah that, that's not new babe <laughs> <laughs> new and clean is two different things <laughs> do you know what my dress is new to me that's all that matters exactly that's all that matters <laughs> it might not well, be brand new the last time i even wore a dress to go out where am i going I don't know. Oh my god, this is your second Eid by yourself. Yeah. But this I'm time sorry. at least my little restaurant is open. So, you know, I'm gonna do that thing. Yeah, you can treat yourself. I'm gonna go get that. Why don't clicker. you come why don't you come to London for the for the um for the weekend? Um, We're doing a little something for TBMG as well. I'm oh, contemplating yeah. it, but London is a hotbed and I'm immune compromised. No. So if if oh yeah, okay. I was I was uh, about to tell you no, you can do this and that, but you know yeah yeah you really was about to tell her if you <laughs> i've been wearing my mom i'm i don't know it's risky for me because i'm asthmatic so it's like it's no it's true and i already had it the first even time, me that i'm not nice yeah even me that i don't have um any like underlying health issues or whatever i'm so scared like every time i've been out it's just like mask on like wrapping my scarf around my face but yeah, we move. Because I'm seeing you Londoners, like, you guys, I swear, if I go on Instagram again and I see a flipping picnic, I'm going to have, I'm going to lose it. Every time I go on I Instagram, I'm screaming. Picnic, picnic, picnic. I'm every screaming. Day use that chopping board to cook. It's not every day picnic. Every day I'm doing no, but you can, you, never... no, but you can have socially distanced picnics. No, I get that, but I'm just tired of seeing it on my Instagram. <laughs> No, no, Amina, are you tired or are you jealous? Are you tired or are you jealous? Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired of it. I feel like I, every time I close my eyes, I'm just seeing another cheese real. board. I'm just seeing a cheese board with flipping <laughs> grapes. Like, half of you lot are lactose intolerant anyway. What are you doing with that cheese board? Amina, mind your business. Mind your business. I'm a hater. I'm a hater because I'm stuck in this Tory town. What socially distanced people can like a case I have of apart from by myself? It- it, it is sounds FOMO, like a but then it's a pandemic. case of FOMO. It's a pandemic. Lol. Like, you know, just out here doing your thing. I'm thinking, hey, okay. But anyways, you know, um, <laughs> chin up. <laughs> <laughs> enjoy enjoy your one-man meal in your restaurant. What are you going to have, gonna, a pad thai? I, mean, I, was, I was thinking of wearing a fur <laughs> coat, but it said 35 degrees, so I can't really so, do that. I mean, what are you I'm having a fur coat? I can't. Huh? Fur coat. having a pad thai. No, I'm going Turkish. I need a bit of... I mean, yeah, I have Turkish and then later on degrees. I'll have... And then I'll have pad thai. Ooh, what, oh, you, what are you going to get at the Turkish restaurant? So I normally... This place, because it's one of the only halal Turkish, big Turkish restaurants in the area. I get a chicken pozzola with salad and juice with, <clears> a, <throat> lemon, with a rose lemonade. I don't know what mm. you just said, but it sounds good. <laughs> sure, I mean, I'll read the Turkish menu. The guy knows me. I <laughs> show <laughs> what are you doing for Eid? Um, I think me and my family are just going to chill like we did last Eid. We're going to cook. We're going to eat. We're going to dress up. We'll go for a walk around our village. Yeah. <laughs> Glad you said village. <laughs> Why? Why are you hating? <laughs> Wait, is this is it Cambridge? Is this Cambridge that you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yes. but I live in a I live in a village. I don't live in Cambridge, like the town of Cambridge. I live in a village. Ah, 
she lives so in an actual say, village. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not. I tell came. I tell people Cambridge because they don't need to know the name of my village. Uh, low key, you might in some ways be closer to me than whoever's in London. If I've got my no, name. I think I'm closer to London. No, I'm, talking, London. I'm not talking about the Cambridge of London. I'm talking about Cambridge to my ends. Oh, hold on. Let me check to Ipswich from where I am. Oh, it's an hour and 17 minute drive. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, you guys yeah. Link up? Come stay over. You can definitely social distance in my house. Lol. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come, we'll come to Ipswich. How, the, how do I even get to Ipswich? Oh, I don't know. But anyways, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's my Eid really. I'm looking I'm I like these kind of chilled out Eids though. Like, you know, it's it's fun. Less stressful. Yeah. Because I can see people generally Wait. having like intimate family time from what I can mm, see online. Exactly. Whereas before yeah. it was all like, hurry up, you're gonna miss the Eid prayer. Everyone's screaming at each other for the shower. Like Mate, people are still and... missing Eid prayer in their living room. Trust me. Wow. Like oh, no, not me. Still missing... Not yeah, not me. I'm I'm just saying like I feel like there's less pressure to do something extravagant, like having to do the absolute most. It's like, oh you can have a chill time and you're still gonna be around with your family anyway. I think it's reminding us so that Eid doesn't have to be so super extravagant anyways. Like it's just reminding us of like the importance and like the in like in the small things and in the simplicity of it. So I don't know, maybe this will change the way some people, some families like go about it because you know, some people do go really extreme um but i think we've learned that you don't have to go all out to have a really good and memorable time maybe it's because of the people that i'm around and the families that mm. i'm around i usually like i see when it when it comes to eat especially the first day it's always been family orient orientated yeah. like even with my mm. friends like i rarely ever meet up with um with my friends on the first day of Eid because everyone's always with yeah. their family it's always like the second yeah. day or the third day that like I start yeah. to go out with friends and all of that kind of stuff personally I'm here for it I'm here for Eid being extravagant because if we were in like th- this is the thing the Eid that we have here is nothing mm. compared to the Eid that we would have if we were in Muslim countries do you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. yeah, no, that's but, true. Um, like, the reason, I feel like the reason, sometimes the reason why we may feel like it's extravagant and whatnot is because obviously this isn't an Islamic country. So, mm. like, you don't see Eid the way we see Christmas and the way people go mm. all out for Christmas and all of that kind of stuff. But if you were in an Islamic country, for example, even like Nigeria, Eid is oh, a yeah, big deal in Nigeria. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, Eid is such a big yeah. deal. You go to do Eid in Nigeria and you're literally here in London thinking, what on earth have I been doing? Like, what yeah. have I actually been I doing? I feel like back home, like in our home country, <clears throat> more of that community spirit. 100%. Oh, yeah, yeah, and it's very individual. So it's like, aside yeah. from like Friday prayer or the occasional event or event, there's not really much like yeah and i guess even with those countries like like i was saying they are muslim countries so it makes sense for you to be such a big thing but the main reason as to why i'm so keen on making sure that eid is extravagant no matter what that Mm. looks like is 
growing up we go to schools that <laughs> the most that we get for Eid is okay guys let's draw an Eid Mubarak card if that do you know what I mean God, I was gonna say you really- got that I didn't get that <laughs> Eid, Eid was just on my lonesome <laughs> You get a what's it called? You you get the bloody Christmas carol. You got the Christmas play. You got the Christmas movie. You got the Christmas dinner. You got the whole Christmas everything. You got the Christmas wear a bloody red jumper. I don't have a red jumper and I have to go get a bloody red jumper. You got the Christmas everything. And for Muslim kids, despite the fact that they get two Eids, sometimes they feel a bit left out because Eid is not shown in the same. It's not represented in the same manner that Christmas is. That's why I'm so keen on mm. Eid being extravagant. So the younger the younger children can obviously grow up and appreciate Eid and not feel like they've missed out on anything. Like my sister-in-law, mm. she does up like she she puts my niece to bed and then when it's Eid morning, the whole living room is full of balloons, Eid Mubarak. Like my niece, she's four years old, but she knows, oh, it's Eid, you know? Mm-mm-mm. So I think it I think, is important that we yeah. kind of have that there for the kids. I do agree with that. I think um, I grew up with Eid being a, a big thing in our house. Like I used to say, like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm, I'm like a child on what I assume what a child feels like on Christmas morning, the day before Eid. Um, but yes, my thing, literally. I think my thing is from, I do feel like some, because I, I, and I say this because of like a, um, stuff I've witnessed but I do feel like sometimes some parents have done the whole extravagant thing to put it on par with like Christmas so for example when mm-hmm. I do <laughs> when I was in my um when I used to go to this Islamic school I'm on Saturdays I remember hearing one teacher saying to another teacher like yeah we're um putting out presents for Father Eid for my kids you know they think Father Eid is gonna oh, yeah. come the next- I and I was just like yeah. yeah and I was just like and I was just like, can't you, can't you put the, can't you show them how important Eid is and how amazing Eid is without putting it on the same pedestal as Christmas? Like we don't, I, I understand. I fully get it. It's very, it's very difficult to escape Christmas when you are here. And I can, I mean, I don't know, for me personally, I never felt like, oh, boohoo, I don't get to celebrate Christmas because the way I saw it was I always had two Eids. But mm-hmm, I do mm-hmm. think that sometimes... I'm try. I guess. I guess it goes back to intention. Like, are you trying to make Eid extravagant for mm-hmm. your kids because Eid is amazing, or are you trying to make Eid extravagant because Christmas is also extravagant, and you don't want your kids mm-hmm, to feel mm-hmm. a certain type of way? But anyways, 100%. Eid is Eid. Eid is fun. I'm not gonna Let's lie. Go I've always felt like you know. What I mean, especially when it comes to having to leave school while not going to school. It's like, ha ha. You lot are going into school. I don't have to come in because I got Eid. You lot are Muslim, yeah. so. <laughs> like I felt good, you know. I was taking off all my days. I come back in and oh, how was Eid? Eid was great. Have, thanks. I was masked. Did you guys ever <laughs> have any issues growing up with like getting um, a day off at school at school for Eid or or even at work? Some, some teachers some were trying to make yeah. it like difficult. Listen, yeah, but my parents were like, on that. Listen, that's never happened. <laughs> no, with, I don't care. With, no, exactly. You're not in <laughs> like if they want to my, my mum and dad are very much if they want to take me to court let's go yeah exactly <laughs> you know exactly. no it's like, true let's go yeah so yeah when it, whenever it was e there was like the, what are you going to school for what school what are you doing Honest, that like, what is that what actually, it actually like used to make me sad when I'd hear that people would go into work or school on Eid because I'm just like nah like this is at least one day of the year if we can get two <laughs> flipping weeks or three weeks off school or work or whatever for Christmas we can have one day off for Eid 
one day off it's not going to kill you i feel like a lot of a lot of companies and all of that kind of stuff they it's just something that they don't take into consideration i think when it when yeah. it comes to eid especially with workers it's definitely not something that they take into consideration and they act as if it, yeah you know and they act as if this one person doesn't come into work the yeah. whole like the whole company is gonna shut down that's why sometimes i feel like listen you have to do what you have to do regardless because whether whether you go in or not, they don't care about you. Exactly. <laughs> Point blank. You're, so, you're, you're disposable. You know? Exactly. Very disposable. Like whether you go in or not, they don't necessarily care about you. So why are we like, it's quite, it's quite sad as well, but. It's weird though, because it's like, I get that this country is not a Muslim country, right? But no mm-hmm. one says anything when it's any other faith, like public. It's exactly. Exactly. It just Listen. so happens to only be Eid. And I we know what it is, like, Amina. Islamophobia. <laughs> well, oh, Whisper, too. don't be so loud. We're going to have 12 police officers at our front door. Hello. Okay. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was going to say. Sorry. I think some people would argue <laughs> that it's because we follow a lunar calendar. There isn't like a set date on what Eid is, when Eid is going to be. The, yeah, but I, I can give you at least a week advance. Like, I don't yeah, think that's a good enough Yeah, yeah I definitely agree with you on that. I'm just saying, like, the, that's some people's like reasoning behind why yeah it's seen as like a public holiday in comparison to other um celebrations. Yeah, but, but just, regardless, I just find it weird, one day yeah. is not going to kill yeah, exactly, me. One, one day. day is not going to make a difference. One day is actually not going to make a difference. Exactly. I remember when they tried to. I remember at work when they when like this is when I first. This was like my first ever proper job as well, and they were asking me for my day off and all of that kind of stuff. I said to them, "Listen, when I got there, I said, hey, 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 everyone, let me let's get one thing straight, baby. Yeah, I <laughs> do not work on Fridays. <laughs> I E Y E do not work on Fridays. I don't work on Fridays because I always used to go and pray drama." So do not mm. put me on a Friday shift because it's not happening. I also, I-Y-E, do not work on Eid days. Then the guy was like, oh, when's Eid? I don't know, hun, but whenever it is, I'm not coming <laughs> in. <laughs> no. That's a classic. <laughs> Try though, I'm not coming in on Eid. And then I think this was like, it was, this was like a good three months before Eid. So it was around Eid time and all the muzzies were trying to get, like, they're trying to come off of work and all of this. And one of them tried try to do this sneaky thing where it was like, oh, Khadija's new so she can come in. I looked at Alec. Ooh, sorry, I can't say my manager's name, but whatever. I looked at him and I said, listen, <laughs> I told you. From the, I, don't, I said, I don't know about these people here, but I, E-Y-E, I told you from the jump, I don't work on these days. So you are not seeing me. And that was it. I didn't go in for work. Cash, simple. I think it's really important when you're going into these spaces to let them know how you operate. Obviously, you can't yeah. do the whole "I don't work on Friday" because some jobs it's Monday to Friday, nine to five, exactly. whatever. Exactly. But I think as a Muslim, sometimes it is you do need to kind of stand your ground, even when it comes to like the smaller things like salah and all of that mm-hmm, kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. When I moved jobs, I made it known that listen. I'm working five to 11. That's Maghrib and Isha that I'm going to be here. I'm going to pray. Lucy, I don't care what you tell me. I'm going to go and pray. So do you have, do you have somewhere I can pray? Yes, we have the first aid thing. There's a pain in there. Thank you very much. I feel like, I don't know. I don't know if it's because we try to fit in. So we, mm. we kind of like, 
like lower our standard, but you don't mm. get anyone else. You don't see anyone else doing that. Do you know what I mean? Like no one else yeah. with other religious um, commitments lower their standards. So why do we? I think it's such, there's slight fear as well in it though, as well, because I can, I mean, I've been lucky that so far in all my jobs, because I've, because of the kind of organizations I've worked in, there's always been a prayer, um, uh, like a whole mm. prayer room, press faith center. So I've never, ever, ever had to ask for a, um, a prayer room. But I know when it comes to that stage, I know, well, I don't think I'd be like afraid or whatever, but I can kind of, I can see the, I can see the apprehension that some people might have in approaching yeah. someone for an, um, uh, an accommodation or an adjustment. Um, I think at the end of the day, though, Especially like this, we're well, white. like the first thing. Exactly, exactly. But we're well within our rights to to ask this, and I'm, I don't know, like yeah. law and whatnot, but I'm pretty sure, like, they have to allow you to, like, um, what do you call it, practice your faith and express your faith, um, like how yeah, you like, want, kind of front. thing. <laughs> exactly. You know, I think the problem, here, so. you know, I think sometimes the problem that we have is we what? ask too much rather than just do. And I'm not saying go into work and be a rebel and power to the people and all that jazz. But sometimes, like, for example, my old workspace, there wasn't, like, there, there physically wasn't Hello? enough. There wasn't any. Hello? 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 I can hear you, Khadija. Hello? I can hear you, Amina. Hello? Where did Aisha go? Where did Aisha go? Hello. Hello. Aisha, are you there? She says she can't hear anyone. Uh oh. So, um, yes, as I was saying. Yeah, so like, obviously, you yeah, like, sometimes might... we, the problem is sometimes we ask too much. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, sometimes the problem is that we ask, we ask too much. And what I mean by ask too much is I don't mean like we ask too much questions, but I mean like, like I said before, but like sometimes you just need to take initiative and do what you need to do mm. without asking and I, like I said I don't mean like go into your workspace and start rioting and power to the people one love one nation woo ha ha but like my old workspace for example there wasn't any physical space for there to be a praying room but I still had to pray so when it came to prayer time I would take up my praying mat and I would like take a corner of the back office and pray, but it's a it, it's it's one of those things where if I never done that, or if I, they wouldn't have said, oh, you could pray in this, in the oh, what is that noise? Mm. Basically, what you're saying is we so sometimes like sometimes we're like, um, we're giving too like like you know when yeah, you sometimes like, give too many excuses for something exactly, and mm. sometimes that, like that kind of thing like we should just be like direct and. Yeah. yeah, you know, you like, have to be assertive, basically. Exactly. Like, if you think about it, and if you think about it from an Islamic perspective, yeah, and from a very logical Islamic perspective, mm-hmm. why on earth do you need to ask someone to pray? You know, like, why do I need to ask you to do something that Islamically I have to do? Like, I shouldn't ask permission from my manager if I can pray or not when I'm, I'm praying to Allah who's the creator of the the entire universe, but I'm going to ask this one little looking Bob if I can pray to Allah. Are you skunk? Sorry. I guess the, the thing is, you just, you just need to ask the space. 
You know, when sometimes when you think about it, it it, it doesn't actually make sense. Yeah, you know, if you don't I, get I the space, yeah. then, then find if the space and pray. Right? If it's big companies with like loads of employees and they're like quite established and stuff, and they don't have a space yeah. for prayer, that already indicates to me: a, you're not very diverse as a company; b, you don't act, you're not actually in tune with what's going on around you. Because especially in somewhere like London, for example, for you to not know at all that there's Muslims that pray and for you to be like completely 100%. shocked mm-hmm. that a Muslim is asking you in London, that's how that already gives me an indication of what kind of person I'm going to be working with. And thankfully, like I've actually not been from what I can remember right now. I don't think I've been in a situation where someone has said, oh, no, you can't pray. There's been subtle comments. And the maddest thing, right, those subtle comments have come from other Muslims, not non-Muslims. Like it's, it's oh, so like weird what kind of comment? So my first ever job, my me- my first ever media job, I was working at this agency, and you know my manager noticed like, oh, you're Muslim, right? You need to pray, right? I'm like, yeah, and they're like, there's a stationary um room where you can get like all your equipment and stuff, but there's enough space for you to pray. So they got me like a prayer mat, and they're like, okay, you can pray here, but because it was a stationary room, people would pop in and out to like get post-it notes, so. They made like a laminated card saying room in use for prayer. So I would stick it on there when I'm when I'm about to pray. And then when I come out, I take it down. So one time I stuck it there and there's this girl knocking. And I'm like, I can't say anything because I'm praying Duhur. And, you know, I can hear her muttering on the door. Like while I'm praying, I'm trying to like focus and I can hear her muttering. And then I had finished. but She's I like a Muslim take, girl. Yep. I like to take my okay. time and stuff. Um, Just like oh, you know, why can't you just pray at home? You know, you could just wait oh a bit God. later. Yeah. I was, in my head, I'm thinking, what do I say to this woman? I don't think, I think she still thought I was praying or something or she thought I couldn't hear her because well, of the distance. Yeah, she kept saying things like, you know, oh, well, this is a stationary room at the end of the day. You know, I think she was having a conversation with someone at first and then she just started muttering, like, because her voice dropped in terms of volume. And I'm just there thinking like, oh, yeah, it's probably just some white woman doing the most, blah, blah, blah. And I opened the door and I know the colleague and, you know, I know she's Muslim. I think she's, like, half Asian, half Egyptian or something like that. I don't remember. But, like, I just looked at her, like, you're, you create content where your target audience is British Muslims. And you're Muslim on top of that. And you're saying things like that to me. I was so shocked because I would have expected that from a non-Muslim. You know? I mean, you I should have expected it anyway. But, yeah. She, she wants to seem hip and cool in front of her. But what in is front of her white colleague. That's what it room. is. There's no one there. Yeah, but she there. wants to. She wants to distance herself from your. Is- mm, she doesn't. Yeah. Want to, she doesn't want to be come across as like your kind of Muslim. She's her kind of Muslim. Yeah. You know? She's cool. She's liberal. You know. She's it this. She's so that. Awkward. It was very awkward because I was like, what, 18, 19 at the time, and I was like, rah. I never expected that from a Muslim. But then again, I did notice that. I feel like I've noticed it more with men than women because men can get. Some men can get away with not coming across as someone that could be Muslim, if that makes sense. Like they can blend 100%. in a bit more. Like you can kind of guess like, oh, yeah, there might be something, but, you know, maybe not. Um, especially with the beards, because like beard isn't re- a beard isn't really seen as a religious thing un- unless it's styled in a certain way. Yeah, it could even be that or it could be a trend depending on a lot of things. So they can kind of blend in. But like I used to get a lot. In fact, a lot of the comments I used to get more often than not, unfortunately, have been from other Muslims. Like, it, it's, it's, it's sad even having to say that because it's like, 
it's weird because it's like even even when it when I first with this job, I think it was mainly specifically at this job. Um, but like I remember the first time I was invited for like after work drinks, and for me I was like, why oh do I need God, to drink man. after work? I'm going home. Obviously, at the time I was eighteen. Like, why do you like, need to socialize home. any further? I'm going home, and and the guy. There's one guy, like, he just put me to the side. He's like, oh, yeah, this is part of the work culture. Like, I know you don't drink, but, like, you know, you're going to have to try. In my head, I'm thinking I'm tired. I'm going to have to try. <laughs> was, this, was this Muslim guy? This was a Muslim guy? Yeah. Yeah. There's another Muslim. Every time I've been put taken to the side to be like, oh, yeah, by the way, this is how things work in the corporate world. Like, there's little whispers and stuff. When it comes to things like drinking, engaging with those sort of activities and stuff, I've felt more pressure from other muslims in the workspace than non-muslims which is so weird like this is gonna be crazy right right now where i'm working right now is the least diverse team i've ever worked in period but Mm -hmm. it's also been one of the most supportive teams i've ever worked in despite the fact that Mm. i'm the only person of color full stop like it's so weird like that like my managers know about the different Eids, they know the difference between the two, they know about Ramadan. Like my manager, like he knows the times when the sun, the sun is rising and setting. So he'd be like, have you made, have you taken your vitamins before you started your fast? Have you taken this when you broke your fast? Like the way they've gone the extra mile, I've never actually come across it with another Muslim in the workspace. So it's weird. Like I'm still aware, like obviously for the most part, you know, we get a lot of like microaggressions from non-Muslims, sure. But mm. in my, in my experience, like I, I remember a lot of these weird, awkward conversations or just like when I'm in social settings, it's always that one brown guy making it awkward for everyone else when it doesn't need to happen. Like it's it's a weird, it's weird. It's it's so trippy because you would expect the other way around. But I think maybe it's just my my own personal situations, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I've not, I've not experienced, I don't, I don't think I've experienced anything like that before, but you know, you, you get, you get those kind of people in any situation where, like I was saying before, it's kind of like, they don't want to seem like as Muslim as you, or they don't, they just don't want to align themselves with you. And it's easier for them, for them to pull away from you and to put themselves in a different um, sphere and portray like a different type of There's this mentality where it's Um, like, there's this mentality where it's like, oh, it's everyone for themselves. And I get it. It's the yeah. corporate world. It is, it is like that, unfortunately. But it's like, I, don't, I find it so strange because say if there's like another black woman in the team, right, or in the workplace, mm-hmm. where all, our minds automatically go, okay, we're going to defend each other, look out for each other. Whereas in the Muslim space, it's a bit of a hit or miss. You're either going to get proper solidarity or you're just going to get complete like blank stares I'm not associated mm. with you. There's nothing in, in the middle at all. Like, it's just one extreme or the other. From what I experienced, anyway. Like, how's um, everyone's first uh, few days of the Al-Hijjah been going? Like, how have you guys been... Oh, sorry, somebody... <coughs> oh, somebody tried to choke me. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry. Oh, no, sis. Okay. Thanks for your concern. <laughs> Um, I was gonna just say how have the last few days been going for you guys. Like Khadija, I know you're you've been fasting. Um, yeah, how's it going? I've been loving it. I've been loving it. Sorry, I don't know what the hell that was. But you ain't yeah. country for a second. Um, I I'm don't telling know you, what she's, that from, was she's from Philly at heart. She's from Philly um, at heart. 
No, she's from oh, Alabama. <laughs> okay, really, guys. <laughs> as you can see in my Twitter bio, I'm based. No, no, in no. LA. She's in LA. <laughs> I don't know what she's is wrong with you guys. Why you keep telling people I'm in the different locations when you're your just in, in LA. Alabama or Philadelphia? It's fine. It's fine. Whatever. Anyways, I've been yes, I've been fasting. Alhamdulillah. Um, it's been really nice. I'm absolutely loving it. Um, you know, I'm always speaking about being intentional. That's all I ever speak about. <laughs> so yeah, I guess I'm you enjoying change the name it. Of this podcast. <laughs> to what being intentional yeah because every week we talk about it but i think it is so important yeah it's like being muslim i know i guess that's why it's been been more enjoyable for me because i have been mm. intentional about it in a sense where like i actually know exactly why i'm doing it and i'm not doing it just because oh fast or or it's the day of Arafat yeah we need to fast but it's like okay I see the beauty in it I see the barakah in it it's an opportunity to give yourself like a nice spiritual cleanse it's an opportunity to get yourself a little bit more closer to Allah like why not I want more JP points of course I'm going to do it so I love I love Jannah points points for anyone that doesn't know what that means Jannah points points. Um, so yeah it's been it's been it's been really 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 good like I've absolutely enjoyed it obviously I've missed some days like Saturday but even when I did miss it it was like oh man oh mm, I yeah. it, you know but yeah it's it's been it's been really good but like I said I guess everything just comes back to your intentions like I feel like when you do things with the right intentions, you actually see the beauty of what you're doing. You feel you you feel good, you know. You you yeah. get this really mm. good feeling inside of you, like this little fluffiness that your soul gets. Like, oh, I'm pleasing my lord. Oh, it, it, it's a really good. Um, <laughs> All right. It's not like that, but yeah, it's a really nice. It, it, it's it's just nice knowing that you're doing something to please Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it does feel. That's for rewarding. So that's kind of where I'm at. Look out for my um faith YouTube guys. Psych. Go on. She keeps just saying this, but she's going about YouTube. YouTube. Next minute. Anyways, you know, Amina. Amina, let's just ignore her. Let's just ignore her. And so when she does it, then yeah, maybe we'll subscribe. Maybe we'll like, comment, subscribe. Hey guys, yeah, keep I'm laughing. telling you, this girl should come. Husband tag. Hey guys, come back <laughs> to my channel. <laughs> You're the one that's gonna have a husband. She's gonna have a tech husband oh, tag. Oh no. I'm <laughs> And this is how he proposed using code. Code, oh, isn't we, it? Automate, we automated the process. <laughs> we automated okay, the process. Okay, you only you get that joke. <laughs> Don't worry, no. my, tech, my, my tech babes who listen to this still understand it. That is so <laughs> funny. We automated but, uh, the Nikah contract. No. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how I'm. <laughs> um, but that's good though. It's 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 nice to it's good to hear that and I think um I think for a lot of people it's probably that continuation of like that ram- lockdown Ramadan and um mm. everything we gained from it and I think for for me I'm definitely like a changed person from that Ramadan and it's made me approach this time a lot differently because I was saying to Khadija earlier that like, I've never really I've never really 
been that aware of this time. Like I always, I would fast um, on the day of Arafat and everything, but I just never really sat down and really acknowledged like how, like, can you guys hear me? Yeah. yeah. Oh, phew. your whole things went thing like quiet, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's disappearing!" Yeah, no, no, that's fine. That's fine, <laughs> <laughs> guys. It's I'm getting it's PTSD from this stupid recording. <laughs> um, so it's made me actually like sit down and find out like what what is what does this what do these first ten days mean? Why am I doing it? Because I'll be honest, like when it came to the day of Arafat, I was like, oh yeah yeah, like wipe away my sins. That's it. Yeah. Did, did I really yeah, fully understand yeah. what what was yeah. going on? No. So inshallah, yeah. like I mean, I haven't I haven't done I haven't fasted yet because I'm not gonna lie, I kept forgetting. But inshallah, tomorrow I'll be fasting. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to make the most of it, you know, and just you know keep getting closer to Allah and just hoping that. Yeah whatever we gain and whatever happens during this period, I continue outside of this period because I mean, I feel like we're going to be in this period for a while, but oh, um, yeah, yeah, that's it really. Yeah. For me. Cause I feel like, cause I've, I've managed to do like one or two, but then I've been feeling really mm. burnt out the past few days. So I've kind of like, okay, yeah. let me put my medication first. Um, But what I found is that I actually like it cause I get a break mm. from food sometimes. Like, because you're always cooped up in the house and you get bored, you're just snacking all the time. But then when you're fasting, yeah. I don't know what it is. Like you're more aware of the time that's going by and you realize how much yeah. you can get distracted, even when you're in your house. Like you realize how much food can be a distraction. And I say oh my God, who yes. finds on about food so much. So it's like, I don't know. I quite like it. Like even though I'm right now I'm fasting, I like to weigh out as long as I can with food like not to snack too much and I'd rather like have proper meals if that makes sense like mm, if I'm, mm. rather than snack on like I don't know packets of biscuits and whatnot I'd rather wait and look forward to a meal that I like and then appreciate it that way like your because I feel like sometimes yeah like my pad thai <laughs> Could you, how many times <laughs> have you mentioned this pad thai I'm, t- I'm influenced that's all she ever that's all she's ever eats it's like she's gonna turn into a bloody I pad thai <laughs> When you, when you eat one properly for the first time, you'll understand why. I love Pad Thai. Every day, Pad Thai, Pad Thai, Pad Thai. She's going to turn into I a bloody pad, pad Thai. I'd rather have a She's making a big bowl of Pad Thai over a lot She's of making what? I don't, actually, I, don't even, I don't even rate to pad, thai, pad Thai that much. Like, I don't why know. are you saying it's... that on this podcast right now? Why are you saying that in my presence? Like... No, Pad Thai is nice, this? but I do feel like it's just like, it's all right. No, like, just, why I are you continuing? Just stop. Stop there. Stop. What's your favorite? Which what's your favorite? Pa- like which restaurant does the best pad thai in your opinion? Ooh, ooh, I I like the one that I had once from London in London from Banana Tree. That was quite decent. Oh, oh I've been there. I've been yeah, there. That one was really nice. Ooh. There was one that my friend took me. It was literally like I I was staying at hers, and it was literally like ten minutes before my it was officially my birthday, and we quickly scrambled into some random restaurant in Old Street and we got like this prawn pad thai and it was absolutely delicious. I don't remember Is the name of it Is this the birthday that you forgot to, that you forgot to invite us to? Lol. Shame. Listen, my birthday, it was a Tetris puzzle. I said to people, send your invitations <laughs> through, send your schedules, send your booking slots. This girl said her birthday was a Tetris puzzle. My birthday calendar was a Tetris puzzle. You didn't say that to us, but okay. I have you heard of a, have you heard of a Facebook? I kept tweeting it. 
I'm, yes, like, people, I I'm not. I'm not chasing anyone. Imagine. I'm the birthday girl. I'm, I'm sorry. We're, we're your friends. Me. We're not. You don't tweet us. You don't Honestly. tweet us to get our. T- can you imagine? Can you imagine now if I tweeted you guys? Like, what the hell? I was mad? so focused. You know, it's this birthday, right? And I don't regret it. I don't regret it. This birthday, especially with the pandemic, especially with the pandemic, and now. I'm trying to get this pad tight and she's talking about her birthday. I'm thinking I'm going to go on no, Aisha's no, side no, and, and no, say pad tight. Basically, basically <laughs> I, this year, I focused on myself. I said, I'm just going to look for events. If anyone's there, they're there. If they're not, they're not. That's it. No I more mean, pad you're tie. just missing out. You're missing out. Someone else is enjoying it. You're not. Have, have you heard of a restaurant called Uli? No. You? No. Oh, Okay. Well, they sell pad thai, so I was gonna go there. What about gourmet go oriental? What about Thai rice? Have you had Thai rice before? No, I feel like a lot of these Thai restaurants are very like local, like family owned. They're not like a big chain, if that makes sense. Oh, because okay. normally, like with pad thai, it's always served as like, that means they're authentic. Yeah, exactly. The smaller, the more local. Just look through the reviews. Honestly, read through the reviews. Read through the reviews. I always read reviews before I order stuff. I can't really nah. find the reviews. I'm one of those people. I even leave a review. Like I left a really heartfelt one one time. You guys, what's your, what's your, what's your like one? Because obviously we've been going through like such a transformational time. What's like your one like faith aligned aim? that you want to like have done by the end of the year Ooh. if that makes sense I think I know mine good question I know mine I, don't, I know mine I know mine I know What's mine yours? if I say it Khadija's gonna laugh Khadija's gonna laugh she bangs on about it all the time no no one's I gonna don't... laugh no one's gonna laugh no no not in a bad way what is it oh okay oh, you to be with your intentions <laughs> 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 no but it's what is it I thought I want to be in a in a position where, like, when I set my intentions, like, I really, really, really feel it properly and that I'm very yeah. firm in whatever I set out to do, as in, like, fully put my trust in Allah and just keep pushing. I want to achieve that level, but, like, on a on a good level, not just like, oh, yeah. Is okay, that intention cool. or is that tawakkul? I don't think that's very much intention. Is it? Okay. It sounds... No, I, I, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily classify that as intention because... Can you explain what tawakul is for anyone that's listening that doesn't know what it means? That's, that's putting, that's like trusting Allah. So you can, yeah, you can... Part. There's that part, but it's the actual, but it's the actual setting of the intention. Because sometimes I'm like, yeah, I really want to do this. But I don't think about why it is that I want to do it enough. And then because okay, I don't yeah, think about so then, it yeah, enough, think, yeah. because I don't mm-hmm. think about it enough, I don't, I don't, I don't hold on to the faith of being able to achieve it enough. So it kind of, it's like a chain mm, reaction, if that okay, makes sense. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, that's yeah. interesting. That makes sense. Hmm. That makes sense. Nice. Aisha, what's yours? So I have a couple. So one starts, started from like Ramadan and I just really want to continue it throughout the rest of the year, which was like to build a stronger relationship with the Quran. And I think mm. I really, really kind of established that during the, um, Ramadan and I just want to continue that and just I, ideally I would love to be able to finish the Quran by the end of the year but I've really learned sure not to put my put, 
not inshallah not to put pressure on myself like that because then I it removes the it becomes like a competition with myself and and I and I don't sit down and enjoy it and, and whereas this Ramadan was the first time where I actually enjoyed reading the Quran and like really was understanding things so I want to do that and then I also want to I've come I've come to a point now where it comes where with my salah like it's become such a um what's it called uh like crucial part of my day in the sense that even when I'm not praying like I'm feeling I, I get like itchy like I need to go and pray because I've I've made mm. it such a part of my day so I kind of just want to build on that and continue with that and just make sure that I and just not pre- play with my salah anymore like I want to just mm-hmm. I've started a good thing and I want to continue that till the end of um well not till the end mm-hmm. of the year well throughout whenever forever. um yeah forever forever that's the word <laughs> but um yeah that's kind of what I'm trying to focus on this year because literally like even just earlier my mom was watching some some video on YouTube and the guy was talking about Salah and how important it is and everything and I just feel like I'm getting these constant reminders every single day and Mm. it just keeps hammering into my head like it's one thing that I really 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 need to like get better at like I pray five times a day and everything but I just want to make it I want to I don't know what the word is, but I just want to, just want to feel it. it a bit more. Do you get me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just I want to make it like it's become, yeah, like it's very important to me. But I want it to be even more important. If that, important. I don't know if I'm making yeah. sense. Yeah, but, no, I get what you're saying. Yeah, you're talking yeah, yourself. but that's kind of okay. Cool, but that's where I'm at really at the moment. How about you? I love hearing this kind of stuff. I, I love talking about Allah and Islam. I could talk about it every single day of my life, honestly. But um, yeah. for me, it's definitely, I definitely want to, like, by the end of the year, I want to reach a stage where picking up the, I don't have to think about picking up the Quran. It's just something that, mm. it's body mm. over mind. It's no longer mind mm. over body. You know, like, I don't have to think, okay, I need to read the Quran. It's just something that my body naturally does. Um, mm-hmm. I've spent like that's super last important week um, that's doing good. that, where like I I will schedule um, Zuhr time. So after Zuhr time is Quran time, and I read five ayahs. I pick a random surah. So at the moment, I'm currently doing Surah Zumma, and oh my days, that surah! Oh my gosh! Woohoo! I'm so sorry. But honestly, the Quran is the great. <laughs> sorry, the Quran is actually the greatest book in the whole entire universe. I don't honestly, know what anyone. Shakespeare mm-hmm. has got nothing on this. You bloody researchers that want to research the Quran, <laughs> go to bed. This is magical. This is absolutely like incredible stuff. Like it makes sense why, like, the people of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam's times were telling him that this is sorcery, like this is magic. Because you read the Quran and I'm telling you, this is real magic. This is crazy. Like, it's it, it, it's so perfectly written. Like, you, I was just, sorry, I'm going off in tangent a little bit because I'm really passionate about this, yeah. But I was listening to a lecture that I gave and the guy was basically saying how we need to, what we really need to deep and understand is that there's no part one, part two, part three, part four to the Quran. There's no edits to the Quran. How, like, what we're reading now is exactly how the Quran came. Like Allah made his words so perfect that there's no, there was 
no need for it to be edited. And when you think about like, I mean, old like the Old Testament and the New Testament and all of that kind of stuff, it's quite interesting. Obviously, I'm not against anyone's faith and religion and all of that kind of stuff, but it is quite interesting when you compare it to the Quran and there's actually like, there's just one Quran. There's no one edition number one or edition number two or edition number three or four or like, it's just the words of Allah from the time of Prophet Muhammad, Prophet Muhammad till now, unedited, unfiltered. And it's gone from generation to generation to generation to generation. And we're in 2020 and the Quran still makes sense. Like how? And it's one of those, the Quran is also one of those books, right? Where the more you read it, the more you learn. Like it doesn't get, oh, yes. even if you read the same verse yes. or the same ayah, you're still going to pick up something new each time. It's mad. You know, yeah, Allah says in the Quran many, many times that he, he is like, I there's different ayahs. He says it differently in different ayahs, but I'm just going to round it up. And he basically says that the Quran is, is basic, is, is full of repetition. It's repetitive. Yeah. It's repetitive. <laughs> so us, the readers can 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 basically reflect like you go through the Quran and you will read very similar ayahs to each other or very similar stories or very very similar verses just so we can reflect but for me the biggest thing is it's so perfect like there's no second edition that is how perfect mm -hmm. it is and to me that speaks a lot because even Shakespeare before he put out a bloody play he they they went through that a thousand billion times. It was never his first run, you know. So it's like yeah. the Quran is so perfect, so so perfect. Yeah, there is no there is no second edition, and that's why Allah says in Surah Baqarah, "I right, cool you lot think you're big and bad, yeah? Go and write the Quran. Like I'm I'm gonna I'm leaving you. If you lot think you're actually really big and bad, go and compose something like the Quran. And when you think about the amount of people that have tried to do it. It, it doesn't work out because you just cannot do it. You, it it's just be oh gosh, it's beyond human. It it just it it just sorry guys, let's reel it in because we're gonna we're gonna we're, I'm gonna stay here forever. But yeah, that, <laughs> that is my. No, goal. I was just I was, I was just listening to is, your passion. Just, you're right, yeah, yeah, I love listening to this, mate, because you're capturing exactly like what a lot of Muslims feel. Seriously, like it is not possible. Like, subhanAllah, like another thing that really gets to me, yeah, is the fact that you see the fact that we're having this conversation right now. This in itself is a nikmah from Allah. And when you deep it that there's so many people in this world, yeah, that wake up every single day and they don't even get the opportunity to read the Quran because Allah says Himself, it's not the eyes that are blind, it is the heart. And it's like, wow. Oof. You really yeah. allow me to, to think of, you know, that's a big thing. Like I wake up and I, and I, and I can think of a lot. Let's forget about me even getting to the Quran. That's a, that's a whole different type of nitmah. Do you know what I mean? Like, let's forget about mm. us being able to pray. That's a whole different kind of blessing. The fact that we can even think, oh my gosh, Allah, that in itself is a crazy blessing mm. that we take for granted. Like it is such, ah, oh, subhanAllah. Listen, I could actually. Khadija, you're going to make me cry, man. Sorry, maybe this YouTube channel actually needs to come because this stuff is crazy. We need the YouTube channel. We need, we need, 
we need the YouTube channel. We need someone like we need someone that looks like us to have yeah, these conversations as exactly, well, and to have yes. it on a level that we can understand. Because I don't really like. There's only like one, you know, YouTube sheikh that I that I I I can actually listen to. But like, I really need. We really need more women, more black women, like having talking about these kind of stuff in a way that's um uh, digestible for 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 everyone, basically. Yeah, Khadija, come jump on my channel, in it. We need to collab, Khadija. Whenever you're ready. We need a spiritual episode. I can do ad-libs in the background. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Ah. Yeah. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Mashallah. Yeah, that's my goal. Just to be able to... I I want it to be able to become a thing where, like, my body moves to the Quran without my mind even Mm. thinking of it like I don't have to have this oh do it later or do do it now Mm. do you know what I mean like listen Mm. I I need it to be part of my life and subhanallah like honestly I've been reading the Quran I've been trying my best to read the Quran every day for like the past month and when I tell you the the changes that I have seen yeah for god's sake guys oh I don't let's not even get into that conversation because that's a conversation for a whole another day but when when they say that the Quran is the healer you don't like listen. The Quran is there to heal you. The, if and like I've dropped all my self help books. What is a self help book when you've got the Quran? The Quran is the self help book. You know, like that's that's exactly how I felt this Ramadan reading it. Literally, I wake up every morning. I, I another thing that's really good that I would suggest people start doing as well is um, I wake up every morning, but and I don't. So obviously, I have a set surah that I want to learn, which is Surah Zumma. So that's separate. But my morning reading is I'll literally close my eyes and I'll say Bismillah and whatever page like my hand stops on, that's the that's the surah I'll read. So it's not like, oh, I'm going to read this surah today or that surah. In the morning, I literally just read whatever my hand stops on and I just read a couple of the pages. And I've realized that the more that I do that, I'm learning different things because it's different surahs, different parts of different surahs. Um, it's different stories. So each day is something new that's popping up like, Today, I can't, not that I can't really remember off the top of my head, but it, I think it was sort of an Isra and the stuff that it was talking about. It was, oh, no, it was talking about the do's and don'ts, like charity. If you can't give charity, don't be rude to the people. If you have wealth, don't hold it all, but don't spend too much. And I was just looking at it like, what, like, the Quran is literally a way of life. Like, it is. It is. It sounds a way of life. You know? What other book is telling you exactly how to spend your money, how to treat the needy? Like th- there was ayahs saying, don't speak on the stuff that you don't know. When you're giving judgment, make sure you're giving it fairly. And it's like, wh- it's literally telling me everything here. But yeah, so I would recommend that. Get a Quran and literally just open it, whatever page you open it to, just read. Sometimes some, it's like, it seems like quite daunting to approach like the Quran itself. Like um, the Muslim Pro app, they, it has like an ayah of the day. So like reading mm, that ayah yes. of the day and at least you're reading something, you're gaining some sort of knowledge. So, you know, you can build on top of that. So for me, there's there's times where I'm reading other surahs, but then there's there's two set surahs that are in my daily routine. So my morning surah Yasin, and I just grew up listening to that in the house. Like I know I, I know it's morning because it's playing in the house. So I try try my best to have that as as often in the mornings as I possibly can. And then when I'm having my nighttime routine and I'm doing my skincare and stuff, 
before I even go to the bathroom, it's Surah Bakr is already playing in the house while I do my skincare routine. Like I just incorporate as part of my routine. So even if I'm not sitting down and open the Quran, it's it's in my environment. So then when I am actively sitting down, it feels that transition feels a bit more normal. Like it doesn't feel like a bit of a jump. Like there's no sound to okay, and now I'm delving deep into the Quran. Because sometimes, like you said, Aisha, it is very daunting, like approaching the Quran all at once. Like so I try to incorporate into my routine so then it becomes a habit. So like I would recommend try to incorporate in your routine. So that even if you don't have, say you don't have time, for example, to sit down and read every ayah and study and stuff, at least your day was spent having the Quran in your environment at the very least. So, so that's how I try to approach it. It's just good. It's just good having a law in your life. That's all I can say. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make dua for us. Pray for us. Let us know like your goals as well. Like what's some things you want to, achieve by the end of the year maybe we can hook you up with some accountability partners so uh yeah, you know a bunch of black muslims holding each other accountable pushing each other honestly That's, i love that love honestly that. and eid mubarak everyone eid mubarak, oh, yeah, eid, mubarak. eid mubarak from our family to yours we love you we miss you have a blessed oh, day yeah take pictures Tag us in your pictures. We want to see what you are looking like on Eid. And I'm just going to do a shameless plug. If you want to get some items to look good before Eid, I'm going to tell you now, follow alora.co.uk on Instagram and subscribe. How do you spell Alora? We adore her, Alora. Put her in Alora. Gosh. Mm -hmm. Um, Alora is... A oh sorry guys you know I'm dyslexic so let me A L A L O R A H that's it A L O R A H dot co that is what you need to subscribe to it's going to to the mailing list and that is literally the Instagram don't say I never warned you when you see everyone else in Alora pieces on Eid that's not going to be my fault I'm so sorry sending peace and love.